Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jaquel Lane, your hostess of Education with an Edge podcast, the podcast dedicated to suicide prevention and anti-bullying in our youth because it is our belief that every child matters and we hope that you feel that way as well. I am so very honored and excited um, to have one of my mentors, Andy Hoig, on the show with us today. Um, Andy has so many accolades um, that they're too numerous to count, quite frankly, and she's one of the most like humble women that I've ever met, but she is the publisher and CEO of Midlands Business Journal and Metro Magazine. She's a speaker and also a wellness warrior and has just had such a phenomenal impact on my life, and I'm wanting to share... Um, I want her to share her story with so many youth that um, might be going through something right now because she really just has a phenomenal story. And so I just want to say welcome, Andy. This has been a long time coming that I've wanted to get you on here. So thank you for making time. Jaquel, I am so honored to be here. And we have, we've been talking about this for two years or so. Two years. Um, it's been a while. So I'm really happy to be here. So thank you. Thank you. And it's literally, when I say that, um, it is an honor to have um, my mentor on the program today because that's a lot of what we talk about. And so um, thank you for, we'll get into that, but what an impact you've had on my life and so many, so many people. I've known you for what? (laughs) Is it a decade now? I mean, it's been been a long time. (laughs) It's been a time. Yeah. yeah, Time flies when you're having fun. So um, yeah, you knew me. literally before any of this, before podcasts, before um, I authored any of my books or anything. And so um, you're just, honestly, I have you to thank for a lot of that because you always told me to believe in myself and um, I I can't thank you enough. So, um, well, Andy, I know your phenomenal story, but our our listeners do not. And so I think it's really essential to start from the beginning to understand um, your remarkable story fully. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing in childhood? Absolutely. Well, I am an Omaha girl. I uh, yep. I was born here in Omaha, um, 1966, and um, have been here all my life. And lived out in West Omaha. Uh, my parents, um, you know, had a pretty had a pretty had a pretty good childhood up until we'll talk about the teenage years. Um, but yeah, I was involved in swimming and dance, and you know, just back when it, it was kind of carefree to yeah. be a child. Were you just, you know, sledding and biking and just playing kickball in the circle? Um, you know, that's the kind of childhood I had. That's beautiful. When kids were, like, able to get outside and there was no, yeah. you know, like, no limitations yep. and, and no worries, really. Um, that's beautiful. Um, and, yes, we are going to get into, um, obviously, just your entire, like, legacy but um, you're a highly motivated to support others in every facet of their lives, be it health, wellness, business, and their spirituality. So can you tell us where this passion began? You know, it's just something that kind of came on gradually, and you get exposed to things. And you're, you know, with me getting into the pub- publishing business with my father-owned Midlands Business Journal and being out in the community photographing people at charity events when I was 20, 22, um, never had really gone to a charity event, but you just see what people are doing in the community. And that's the path that my, my life took without me even saying, I'm going to go do this. It just kind of happened by default almost. 
Yeah. And I think that, um, and you and I have talked about this a lot, like life really guides you in the areas of your passion and your purpose and your, I will say it, your life and your legacy has been such a testament to that, that, you know, you started off as a photographer, as you said, and, and taking these beautiful photographs and being behind the camera and then through your networking and through the people that you were able to meet and things like that, it's like this has grown into such so much larger and you've been able to impact so, so many other people. Um, and so, uh, you know, and that kind of like brings me to my next question because you're such a great connector and networker and organizer and you're organizing and implementing events where you can support others in their, um, you know, weight loss journey and their health journey. Um, but especially in the area of your 5k races and you've really pulled me in and for a time period, like you and I were doing every, like, Every weekend there would be a yeah. 5K, and I was so, like, grateful to be included, and those are so fun. Can So can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely, and I love th- this this journey. <laughs> um, it's actually pretty recent, but it's so much fun. I did my first 5K in 2016, and it was because Metro Magazine, one of my publications, turned 25. So we decided, oh, we're going to do 25 challenges that year. And um, they included a lot of 5Ks. We jumped in a frozen lake for Special Olympics, um, you know, trekked up the tower for um, a wellness nonprofit. But the 5K piece, I remember doing my first 5K. And what was I? I was 49. And I didn't think. I could finish it. And I mean, that's kind of, you know, I had no idea what three, you know, it's a little over three miles. So um, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not that, that far, but I was really scared. Um, And I did finish it. And again, the, the journey or the commitment was I'm going to do 25 of these. Um, And I did, but I turned 50 um, that year. So in 2017, I said, if I can do 25, I bet I can do 50. That's right. So I could, so I committed to 50 and that's where I think things really took off. And that's where you, um, you and I, and a, a lot of friends, I mean, we just started showing up for these and, um, it was so much fun because you're moving your body, you're supporting a charity and you're connecting with people. Yes. Um, it was it was a part of life that I had not um, really been involved in, especially from the health and wellness piece. Yeah, and you're such a I mean you're like a you're a spiritual leader, but you're a health you know, and you're also such a icon for so many women in business because that and people don't sometimes talk about that you know that there are glass ceilings that there are things that you know and you've been such a trailblazer. But the thing that was cool about the thing that is cool about your five k journeys. Um, and now I know that you're setting higher and higher goals is that it really, you created a sense of community for so many people that you were like able to be vulnerable and say, you know what, I did my first one and I didn't know like even like how I was going to feel or how this was going to look. And then all of us were kind of like, yeah, and we didn't either, but we like want to come along and enjoy this piece. And then it created really like a sense of community and camaraderie for people, you know, in, in, something to look forward to, honestly, in yeah. so many capacities while helping out our community and, and an organization. Yeah. So. Well, and I will tell you, I think one of the things as I look back, because um, I'm still doing them, but that but that year of 50, <laughs> it, what was so much fun is that, you know, we would dress up um, according to the theme or the color of the nonprofit. And 
I say now I have more tutus and sunglasses and funny socks and whatnot than, you know, I think I've ever had in my life. And it's just that silly childlike piece to it, too, that it had been a while. It had been a while because it's just fun. It's just fun. And we need as adults and hopefully youth and children are able to implement this more, but like we need to be silly and we need to create space for creativity and fun. And that's so important, not just for, you know, our own inner selves, but also for, to be successful in all arenas of our life, you know, um, be it our business organizations or, you know, you're leading a company. And so it's so important to provide that fun. And I've always been grateful to you because you've, you've done that for so many of us. Um, So this is a question that I, I mean, you and I have had conversations about this, but I think it's really going to be impactful for our listeners. You took over Metro Magazine at an extremely young age. So, I mean, what advice would you have for a young person who's starting out in business? Well, I'll just give a little background to that because I was in, um, again, like I said, my dad, um, he founded Midlands Business Journal back in 1975. Um, and I do want to just share the the story that I love is him and a couple and some guys were sitting up at the press club. Um, and he, he was saying, I've got this idea to start this business journal. Um, and everybody, I mean, they just looked at him and said, this is never going to fly. There's not enough advertisers. There's not enough business stories. You just need to don't quit your day job. And, you know, he went on to to create this amazing um, newspaper that I now um, own in the publisher. But one of the things my dad did a lot of during his time um, in the journalism industry is he would start magazines or newspapers, and then if they didn't work out, he'd just you know, shut them down and move on. So Metro Magazine, which used to be Metro Monthly, um, was one of those those magazine or actually newspapers, black and white newspaper in 1990 that he that he started up in 1996. I think I was 25 or 26. Um, he said, "We're I'm this isn't making any money, and I'm just gonna you know it's time to move on." So I had this grand idea that. Um, why don't I, why don't I buy it from you? And um, it wasn't making any money. I did buy it for a dollar. Um, awesome. And um, I love this and, story. And I took, um, you know, most of my role in the publishing business at that time was I, I sold ads and I also went out and took photographs of, of charity events. So I remember taking um, my hike a pole and my layout sheets and my little waxer and and my things and I went you know I I set up shop in my little apartment um and I would put out uh, a monthly newspaper in my apartment um I had you know I had I had a few people very few people working for me I knew nothing about business I knew not a whole lot about layout and design. And back then, it's nothing like it is now. But I just remember taking a a newspaper from the issue before. I'd lay it out in front of me. And then I would just, like, copy what I was was looking at. So it wasn't glamorous. It was really just, how do I do this? Your passion. And I'll figure it out. I mean, I'll just figure it out. And I would stay up for days when when it was going to the press time. Um, but I had to, yeah. um, 
And I'll share one more story. And this this story, um, you know, it just shows that we all do what it takes. And we all don't, you know, you, you see people and you say, oh, my gosh, they're successful and this and that. I remember going to a, it was Duchenne's Conge, um in January, and I had one nice dress that I owned that I could go to these events with or wear to these events, and I bought it at the carriage shop. But I didn't have any gas in my car, so I remember I was looking through my couch to find change so I can put it in, put gas in my I tank so I could drive down to Duchenne and take pictures of all these beautiful people um, for the newspaper. So it's just, it's a funny story. I think, okay, so I I pick up on so many, every single time that I'm with you, I pick up on, I'll call them like jewels. But, um, you know, sharing an experience like that with our viewers, many of whom are young people that absolutely look at someone like you and say, she has it all and it came very easily. And I think no, I'm shaking my head. Like no. she's shaking. Her head. <laughs> no. And I think I think what's beautiful about your vulnerability and being able to share that is that like through adversity breeds strength, yeah. right? And yes. I think we have to as human beings and young people especially, you know, we know that suicide rates are higher than they've ever been, especially coming out of the pandemic. We know the statistics, but like through adversity breeds strength. And yeah. if you can make it to the other side, there is a lesson and there is a purpose. Yes. There is a purpose for your pain, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I'm, I mean, because I love you and I'm laughing along with you, but I'm sure when you were like, you know, as many of us have like scrounging for, you know, change in your car thinking, you know, you were not thinking about this is a great lesson. Yeah, this is going to be gonna, a great story that I'm going to tell. on a podcast yeah. one day, right? And help yeah. so many people, but it's true. Like, had you not had that experience, like you got very savvy and very smart yeah, and you were able to come out, you know, on the other side. And I think that the more that we can share our stories, um, the stronger that we'll be as a society, because I think there for a while it was like, well, we don't want anyone to see our pain or we don't want anyone to see these struggles. We can't share them. Yeah. It needs to be like, you know, and that's just not the case. Like, um, And I also think it's something so cool, and this is something that you told me a long time ago, um, and I attribute a lot to what I've been able to accomplish, is like, you don't have to know the how, you just have to know the why. And you said that. Like, you were going to do whatever it takes to produce, you know, to do what you needed to do. Yes. And... Um, and I think that that's important to remember that you don't always know, have to know the how you just have to, yeah. you have to want it, you know, you have to want it and you have to have the vision. Yeah. And so, um, the how really does more so than not. And if you let the how just show up for you, it's, it shows up in ways that you don't even know, or, or you couldn't have dreamt. And it was so much better than what you thought it should have been. Right. So and you're, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. And your life is such like a testament to that too, um, which is awesome. Um, but um, another thing that, I mean, someone that is as busy as you, and I hate it, but just like has so many things that you're juggling, right? And you have, because you, you're a mover and you're a shaker. Um, what are some of your favorite ways to incorporate a balanced life into your daily routine? Um, 
I mean, is it mindfulness? Is it meditation? Is it your health and well-being through, like, the 5Ks? Um, what would you say, like, holistically is your approach to a balanced life? Well, before I, before I tell you, I do want to mention that um, balance isn't always there. Sometimes it's out the window, and I forget that I even have um, that available to me. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think even though the pandemic kept kept us home or kept us, you know, me working out of my house, which I'd done for years beforehand anywhere anyway. But um, honestly, just recently I realized, oh, my gosh, I need to start nurturing my body um, because I kind of just let that go out the window. Um, and especially buying my father's business during this time. I mean, I, I was so, so busy but I was just busy sitting in my house for working for 12 hours a day and then eat and then, you know, go to bed. Or actually it was more like 14 hours a day working. And, um, but being quiet or being still is important. Um, getting out in nature, and I will tell you, getting out and even putting your feet on the grass for five minutes um, that actually does something to your body energetically that can change your whole day. Um, getting on, I mean, I have a treadmill and I haven't used it for years and I just started using it cause I'm training for something that we, that we'll, that yes. we can talk about. <laughs> but the today, this morning I was just like, Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me. Everything was just going wrong. And I'm like, I just want to, you know, get in my car and head for the hills. So I actually just got on my treadmill for 20 minutes, completely changed my mental state. Um, and I've forgotten, I honestly had forgotten that it was that easy and it can be that quick. Um, you don't, I just, when you get into a place where you're feeling very heavy and you're feeling very, um, you're just not feeling like you, mm-hmm. It's just a time to take five and just do something. Um, again, getting out in nature, but today it's very hot here in Omaha, Nebraska. And humid. <laughs> and very humid. Um, so it's not always easy, but just to take a little break. And that sounds so simple, simplistic. Um, but you know what? I don't always do it. And I was reminded today, that's what, mental note, Andy, take five and get yourself removed from the situation um, and just breathe. And just do doing something with your body is so important because your body is here to support you. Yes. Um, we don't always support our bodies. <laughs> um, and being upset and angry and pissed off or sad or whatever, it does, it's not supporting your body and your body is like, just take me for a walk. And I think, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I either, I don't know if that mental health piece was reinforced in school. And I think it's so awesome to offer young people that it's okay to change your state. And you, Andy, just gave like several examples of like quick things that, you know, kids can do or that young people can do to get out, whether it's grounding, just putting your feet in the grass or, I mean, exercising, um, you know, and you can become involved in sports or several of these things. But 
I just don't think that that was, or at least maybe I wasn't receptive to it at the time, or maybe it wasn't as prevalent of an issue, you know, but I've seen that just, um, the coping skills in both young people and adults and like, yeah. the simple things are the things that we miss. Like you said, it sounds simple, but it's the simple stuff that we neglect right. and that's really important. Yeah. Right. And I want to give another example, and this is something I've picked up just recently, um, you know, when you get angry or you're in a situation or you're in a room with somebody, some of the, a lot of times the stuff that you're feeling doesn't even belong to you. It, it has nothing to do with you, but you take it on as your own and then you start getting angrier. So I, you know, whenever that happens and this, this morning, I was one example. It's like, who does this belong to? And you don't have to actually know, you don't have to figure it out. But if you just by asking this question, who does this belong to? You're recognizing that Hey, this doesn't. This isn't mine. I don't need to own this. Yeah. This anger or this upset or this jealousy or whatever it may be. Um, it's simple as who does this belong with and who does this belong to and what else is possible, you know, with this situation. And sometimes what else is possible is just walking away. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's such great advice. And I think a lot of times too, our society is so fixated on or we are as people thinking that we can, we can fix our outside elements and we can't, we don't have any, there's so very little that we have control of outside of us. Right. Yeah. So it's truly like our own state and our own emotions that we do have control over. Um, And it's that choice. It's it's that choice that we can make to not get sucked in. And and we're the one that needs to make that choice. Nobody else is going to do that for us. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, since this podcast is dedicated to youth and mental health awareness, um, what would you say to encourage a young person in today's society struggling with mental health issues? Well, that, I mean, I can't even imagine being a young person. I mean, when I was a young person and, um, you know, I had to wear a back brace in high school or ninth grade, um, and that took me down a road of I don't know if, if that's the right time to talk about that now absolutely okay yeah so um up until like eighth grade or ninth grade um I was a very happy bright shining star of a person and um made people laugh and laughed myself ninth grade I got put in a back brace um and also had to you know go to a, a new school and I really completely just shut down yeah and I remember I would sit in the back of the class hoping that nobody would see me. Yeah. I would be just like quiet and still and don't call on me. Um, but people would make fun of me. I was bullied and I was never, I wasn't used to that. Um, and it just sent me down a road of just being depressed. Yeah. Um, I did try to commit suicide when I was a teenager. Um, thinking nobody understood me um, and really didn't see myself as much of a person. Right. Um, And it was very challenging. And that's followed me through my life, to be honest with you. But, you know, I think for young people, just knowing that, first of all, you're not alone. Yes. There are people that will help you. I think back when I was younger, I mean, you didn't, their mental health wasn't talked about at all. No. Um, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't looked at. It was, 
it wasn't there. Um, but knowing that you're not alone and there are resources and people, and also knowing that you're a unique individual um, and what you have to offer to the world, nobody else does. And just reminding yourself of that because as you go on later in life, um, you know, there's magic to be had. And there's magic to be had when you're when you're a young person, but that gets, I think, so clouded and and um, covered up because of all the the stuff that's going on and what some people think is important. Um, being a unique, magical individual, and just knowing that, and I am the more different you are, the more magical you are. I love that. <laughs> The more of a unicorn you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like. And people might not see you that yet, but Mm-mm. they will. And you're this bright, shining, bubbly unicorn um, that will that will come out. People make it very challenging yeah. for for people that are, are different. Yeah. Um, and I mean different, you know, it, it doesn't even matter what that that means. I was different. Um and I think the more creative people are and the more um, the more brilliant people are, the more different they are. So Absolutely. <laughs> and I think when you were creative, I mean, I think that, and I used to say this to my students all the time, like, why are you trying hard to, like, why are you trying so hard to fit in when you were made to stand out? Like, so many phenomenal gifts and so many, yeah. um, whether it's humor, whether it's, you know, your ability to pull people in or lean into other people whether it's your ability to connect or engage or lead, you know. And so many times I think um, when we're young, we just want to be, quote, unquote, normal. And I've got news. Nobody's normal. Yeah, nobody's normal. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, I, and I highly suggest don't try, don't, normal is not the norm. Normal is, <laughs> is, is not the yeah, goal. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's not the goal. Um, but I also think. I, and I have to commend you and I have to thank you. Um, and I've had a lot of people on and, and I'm blessed to share this space with people. And once again, I'll say it, that are willing to share their stories about difficulties that they've been through. Because it's through our stories that we can help other people and, and literally give them a hand up yeah. and say, you know, I've been there before. I mean, um, we know that. We know that, you know, suicide is the second leading cause of death yeah. um, in our state. And um it, it's uh, it's something that needs to be addressed, and it doesn't discriminate socioeconomically. Um, it doesn't it doesn't discriminate racially. Um, you know, you can have every, you can look like you have everything in yeah. the entire world, but if you're not okay with you, you're not okay. Yeah, and and I want to say that that doesn't mean there's something defective about you or wrong with yeah. you. Um, you know, I think when people try to put us in a box it you know that gets very uncomfortable and and leads to all kinds of things and um there's just so much more there's so much there's so much more to life and it's just asking you to show up and shine bright yeah excellent excellent advice um so uh and you talked about some of these and um and if you don't have a specific instance, it's fine. Um, but many young people, as we know, are just going through obstacles right now um, in one way or the other. And what is one obstacle that you've faced in your life and overcome that you're really proud of? Wow. Um, 
you know, I can look at back when I was young, but even when, as I got older um, and older, I mean, 20s, <laughs> um, you know, being such a creative person, but I, I do know I was trying to fit in yeah. and, um, and that in itself is an obstacle when you're trying to fit in, um, you know. I think on a daily basis, and I, you know, I got involved in drugs and alcohol and that type of stuff, which it never felt right. It never felt, I remember doing things and it's like, this isn't me, but I don't know how to not do this. And really looking at what brings you joy, because that certainly did not bring me joy. (laughs) At all, but looking at what brings you joy, and again, this these are things later on in life that you know that I can look back now. But um, that's really important, and I'm not really getting to the obstacle question. I mean, I, sometimes I look at like my whole life was an obstacle. Right. I, I mean, I what, what what do I pick? <laughs> what do I pick? Right, right. Yeah. For a lot of us, yeah. I mean, you know, and I think that that's like the strength. And thank you for sharing that because. I think we all, at one point or another, speak, you know, like in, within terms of like drugs and alcohol, um, we fell, we fell prey or we fell victim to things that were helping us cope. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, the young women that I've worked with that have suffered from eating disorders that have, you know, I mean, it's like you can really. Yeah. It's a control coping cycle, right? It is. You want to gain control over. You know, you don't have control, once again, of what's going on out here. So how can I gain control of, you know, how how can I do that? And I think that we either try to numb or we try, you know, to escape. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's no way around it. You just have to go through it. You, you, You do. I mean, you're faced with choices and decisions and... Um, but some of these obstacles, they've made me who I am today. Yes. And if I wouldn't experienced so many of the things that some of them almost killed me, yeah. um, you know, you, you just look at the challenges um, and they do make you what you are today. But again, it does come to choice. But I never realized I had a choice. Right. Um, I actually know now that I have choice. But, but when I was younger, nobody ever told me I had a choice. Right. I, I didn't even... It didn't even dawn on me that I could choose not to do something as simple as that sounds. Um, But knowing that you have a choice that gives you the, that gives you so much control over, over everybody because you can choose whatever you want. And I also want to add one of the things I look at is your choice. Don't look at it as right or wrong or good or bad because it's, it's us personally. It's our choice. Um, some people might say that's right or some people say that's wrong. But you know what? Um, it's not their, they're not the one making the choice. So, right. right. Um, and it's not their life, right? Yeah. You're the author of your life. Yeah. So, um, no, super, super poignant and impactful words. Um, so since this is a podcast dedicated to education as well, um, did you have a, a favorite teacher growing up and, and, and how did they impact your life? You know, in my early years and early years, meaning up through like seventh grade, yeah. um, or eighth grade, um, you know, Miss Mooney, 
Um, Shout out to Miss Mooney. Yeah. <laughs> At Beverage. Oh, I love um, it. Um, she was such a great teacher. And I mean, I have brothers, so I think like we all had Miss Mooney. And um, <laughs> she was just, I don't even remember what, I think it was English, but I just remember how just you're excited to see her. She was just happy and smiling and um you know looking at those people that you just you're you want to they, they draw you in gravitate yeah 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 and so that was a good experience um so much my I have some good I have some good um you know pre-back brace memories right yeah um and after the back brace it just kind of all yeah. Went downhill because I was just not, I wasn't being me and right. I didn't know how to be me. So. Well, and probably, which is so important, like your identity, like you, your identity of your, yeah. like your image of yourself changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And when you're in ninth grade, my oh, goodness. That's that, tough. Yeah. That's like yeah. a majorly tough age. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. And you're, you're one of those people like Miss Moody that we gravitate towards. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you. I mean, and likewise, <laughs> I mean it. So, um, I like to give shout outs to teachers any chance we Absolutely. get. Absolutely. They have a very, very difficult job. So we thank, thank all of you for doing what you're doing. Um, so this is an exciting question. Um, I know you're a big goal setter. Um, so what are some of your goals for 2022? Well, my one big goal that um, I'm training for is a half marathon. <laughs> and I think the more I say that, especially out loud to like a lot of people, yes. um, it's it, it's locking me into it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Right. So, um, you know, I'm doing a half marathon in Estes Park, Colorado. Um, and I'm excited about it. I will say the last I signed up for it for the last two years and I just didn't do it um but I have a support system now um and you know I it's just important for me to finish this so one one thing I'll say is if you set a goal or a target and you don't finish it don't worry about it just you know um I I probably made myself feel bad a little bit, but then this year it's like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to, and honestly, I'm going to do the best I can. If for some reason I don't finish it, I'm, that's going to be fine, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to at least start it. But, but the goal, but my target is to finish it. Yeah. 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 You will. You will. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. And I think that's important too. Like I think sometimes for us just saying it out loud, like making the statement yes. to the universe, like this is going to happen. Yeah. And then show, I, you know, it's like half the battle in anything is just showing up, you know, 50% or, Abs- what, or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> At least it is for me anyway. And so, um, we'll be cheering you on. And then, um, I know you have so many things going on in your businesses and how you do provide and foster such a positive community for all of us to be proud of where we live um, in the Omaha Metro. There's, you know, phenomenal people here. And yeah, um, I am so appreciative to you that you that you highlight the good because we have so many that are highlighting the bad. So yeah, thank yeah. you. You're, you're welcome. And thank you for saying that because when you get into the just the weeds of, of, mm-hmm. of a business as oh, a business yeah. owner, you kind of, you know, I forget sometimes what we're even the impact we're making because it's about deadlines and, 
you know, making sure everybody's getting paid and, um, you know, you've got all these other stressors and then it's like, oh yeah, but we're actually sharing stories and providing, um, information about small business and people giving back. And that's, that's the bigger, that's the bright light there. Um, and it's not the other stuff that this morning I was very much in the weeds of all the stuff that was like, I don't want to deal with this. Right, right. But I have to. But you have to, right. And it's and it's about being, which you always have been, and you've been such an inspiration to me, to be mission-focused. Yeah. And not driven, you know, by, because you can. You can chase, you can chase dollars and cents, and that's obviously, but when you come from a sense of abundance, yeah. and you know your mission and your purpose, like, that will come. It, it, and that, Jaquel, that is, I'm glad you said that. That's so true, because when I get... I think when I get the most miserable or unhappy in my um, professional life is when the focus gets overly looked. I mean, when you're focusing on the cash flow and the money, which is incredibly important Mm -hmm. to running a business Mm -hmm. and to, you know, our lives require that. Our bodies require money um, and money's not a bad thing. But when you get so hyper focused on it and you forget the other stuff, um, that's when... I have moments like I did this morning. Um, But when you remember, oh, okay, there's a bigger picture here. Um, Money, money follows joy. Joy does not follow money. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. And we see that played out over and over again. Yeah. um, Throughout people's lives, throughout even celebrities' lives. For sure. Um, Yeah. That it it doesn't. And, um, And also your ability to help people, and I'll say this um, as we're coming to a close here, but I mean, you're a big part of the reason that I'm here and that I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and uh, wow, I ha- <laughs> but I mean, yeah, and I, I, just, and I have to say that because yeah. there are um, a lot of, there's a lot of obstacles and a lot of um, naysayers. And I just remember you saying, like, if you want to do it, just do it. Like, just yeah. be about it. Just do it. And um, that was really my goal to, like, help other young young women yeah. um, or young people to know that, like, if you've got a dream and you've got a mission, just just do it, you know. And there's going to yes. be people along the way that are going to help you. And the universe is going to show up for you um, in ways that you didn't think was yeah. possible. And so, um, goodness me, I got a little emotional at that. But I do. I do have to. I do think it's important to tell the people that have made an impact in your life that they have while yeah. they're here. Thank and you, so my friend. I just have to say that. So thank you. Um, and I know that I'm by far not the only one. So um, we, I mean, our viewers are going to want to follow you on your journey, um, be it social media, your website, et cetera. Obviously, um, your publications are highly successful, but where can can our viewers ca- catch up with you and everything that you're Absolutely. doing? Absolutely, Yeah. Um, probably the two places... Um, I also will say a third, but it's not quite there yet. But you can, Andy Hoig is my Facebook. So it's A-N-D-E-E-H-O-I-G. So Andy Hoig um, is my public Facebook. Now, this is actually going to inspire me to post more on my public Facebook. Yeah. Um, because there's so, so many great things going on. I do have a Facebook page called My 5K Journey. Awesome. And you can follow My 5K Journey. I also post 5Ks coming up. Um 
and encourage, you know, it's just a place that I want to celebrate um, health and wellness and, um, you know, kind of that's, that's really a huge key. And I, when I forget that my body shows me, um, I do have a Facebook page that I'm just launching and it's, it's in motion. I have a little blind kitty called sunshine. Um, she's about when she's, she's almost two. Um, she teaches me so much. She is a wild, crazy woman. (laughs) I love it. Um, and she, nothing gets her down at all. Um, so I have a, a page that I just created and I'll be posting on a more regular basis called the sunny side of life. I love it. Um, and it's about, it's, it's about her, but it's, but it, but it's, but it's the sunny life lesson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of how my, how this little blind kitty, um, has shined a bright light, not on just my life, but on so many others. So, so that's another one. So those are three ways you can connect with me. I mean, Spirit of Omaha is, is the publishing website. Um, so lots of great stories there as well. And, um, but those three, you know, they, they're kind of a different, they're, they're near and dear to your heart in a different, in in a different capacity. Um, Yeah, for sure. And I think the thing that I enjoy about you, one of the many things I enjoy, but there's so many different facets to you. And so it's hard to fit in into like X amount of minute podcast, but um, it's just always exciting and interesting for me to see what you're up to. You're always dreaming. You're always creating. You're always producing, which is what life's about. Yeah. So um, you inspire so many people and, and will inspire so many, so many people today. So thank you for sharing your story. Yeah. You're welcome being willing to be vulnerable and all the good things. Yeah, I will. I just want to, I'll add this one last thing. And this is something that I say over and over and over again. And I said it just briefly before, but asking the question, what else is possible? Um, What else is possible when you're in the weeds, when things are just like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? What else is possible with the situation? When things are awesome, what else is possible? That question doesn't put a cap on it. That question opens up space to where, what else is possible? Right. You know, can you just, can you feel it? I mean, it's just like, wow, what else is possible? Show me what else is possible. Else is possible. And then, and then let, let things just manifest and be created in your life. We don't have to do it all ourselves. Yeah. That is so, that is such excellent advice. Yeah. Um, and opening up that space is something that we don't, you know, offer ourselves. So yeah, and it's and it's it, it is that easy. That it question is. is that easy. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Um, well, thank you so much uh, again, Andy, and thank you to our viewers. Um, a big shout out to our um, partners, the Nebraska Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and their director, Cindy Horning. Um, and also a big thank you to Boys Town Suicide Hotline. Remember, if you're listening to this and you're going through something as a young person, um, just remember that we need your love and we need your light. And ask yourself daily, what else is possible? And this is Jaquel Lane signing off with Education with an Edge. Thank you for being with us here today. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to JaquelLane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.